I love you, Ladybug. You're the best part of me. I love you. Here's a hug. Now, let's go climb that tree. Welcome, friends, to another edition of Conversations with Sheila, where we are creating a safe container for connection and community based on thought-provoking poetry, prompts, and conversations that reveal inner wisdom and move us into greater integrity, helping us to live more fully and authentically from our highest values. My co-host John and I are here today to continue our conversation about pressure. So John, I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to start us off by reviewing um, this, this poem that I wrote a few Please. days ago. Yeah, it's called Thank You for the Pressure. Thank you for the pressure that helps me to grow far beyond what I could see or what I've ever before known. Though I don't want to hurt, I will stand through the pain, letting go of my need for control trusting in the gold that I will gain. As I practice the truth that I am loved and I'm enough, no matter what happens, I can breathe deep and trust that the pain soon will pass. And in its wake, I will find my stronger, purer self and a stiller, calmer mind that once would have panicked at the threat of the hurt but now can hardly be bothered now that I know who I am and all I'm worth. I can stand, I can withstand the pressure for it helps me to find the magnificence of the view on top of this mountain I find I have climbed. Poem. I love the chance to repeat the poem, John. Just reading it again just helps me put, you know, different words in emphasis and uh, get to more layers. I agree. I what's felt the same way. Fantastic. What's your What's your takeaway first? What's your first thought? I think I was so enamored by the ending of the poem last time, which I still am right now, that I didn't really focus on the beginning of the poem, which is equally as impressive and important, especially the phrase far beyond what I could see or what I've ever before known. And it's talking about the how the pressure helps us grow. And there is a certain level of, there's a certain level of unwillingness to go through things sometimes when we don't know what is going to be on the other side. And so I think now that I'm at a place where I've been through some pressure before, it's easier to welcome new pressure because I've already climbed a mountain. So I know that there is another mountaintop on, the, on, on this upcoming struggle or pressure that is coming. But really go through it, going through it the very first time, it was, man, I don't know if I can endure this. I don't know if I, I, I've never tested my capacity before. And I feel thankful knowing that something came into my life that tested that capacity. And now I know what I'm worth. And that is, it's bittersweet, but it's also just very, there's gratitude that is there. Like I didn't know what I was worth because I was never pushed to know what I was worth. I didn't think I was worth that much, 
But now the situation came and it pushed me so hard that I didn't think that I could survive it. And then I did. I'm impressed by myself. I'm impressed by my own story. And then now I really know what I'm worth. So then when something else happens, then I am encountering it as a person now with a deeper self-worth than I've ever had before because this pressure came. So the, the, the start of the poem, I mean, even though you ended it so gloriously, the start of the poem is also very brilliant. Thank you. Yes. Because it, it takes us places we never would have imagined. And that's, yeah. and that's the point. That's the point, John. And, and so I, I have two aspects that I, I hope to touch on today. And one is just uh, because we have some shared experiences that we're having outside of, of our conversations here. And we, part of the conversation is about abundance. And it's also about our skills, our capacity to become podcasters, to become effective at this, right? And all of these are new things. Wherever anybody's starting, we're trying to develop something new and it's uncomfortable. Coming to the next level requires that we change. There's pressure, there's learning curves. It's a pain in the rear end sometimes because it, it's, it's uncomfortable. I don't, I don't wanna have to work that hard. But if I don't, I'm not going to become the thing that I want. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and when it becomes when it comes to like abundance, how do and with anything, how do we create the thing that we've never witnessed before? How do we become the thing we've never been before? We have to face the discomfort, and you you say this in so many uh, wonderful ways. You talk about this very frequently. We have to face the discomfort and embrace it, or we will never shift our living and who and our thinking so that we can, in fact, hold a greater capacity. Mm-hmm. Not to interrupt you because I know you have a point no. to make, but this uh -uh. really is interesting because, free, let's say, for example, before if we're talking about abundance, it's all about energy. How can I possibly struggle? So I'll give you, I'll give you a personal example. Uh, my brother is having a very, very hard time being single. Okay. He does not understand that it is energy that attracts. So he tries to do different things. He is part of the sailing team and he does, you know, uh, all these different hobbies to try to make himself look more interesting. But it's the energy that either attracts or does not attract. And what happens when pressure comes is it brings us to a place where our energy shifts completely. So even the fact that you can, you wrote about gratitude. So imagine before, if I was somebody who was in a place of victimhood and I was constantly blaming other, others, how could I possibly attract a wonderful person into my life? It just wouldn't make sense. But if I'm at a place where I have, I'm, I'm able to, see situations come and not let that shake me. I'm able to see through the hardships that are going to come my way. I'm able to be somebody filled with gratitude. My energy is totally different. And the abundance then starts to, be, to happen because we're literally attracting people with that level of energy. And so even friendships, you know, I've had some friendships in my life 
we're very grateful for them. But some people choose to go through some growth at some times and others at other times. And I've had to learn that I'm on the path that I'm on. And I, if, if somebody else isn't always also going through something, then I need to be diligent to the path that I'm on to grow and go through the suffering, go through the pressure to be this next version of myself because I owe it to myself to have that higher energy so that I can attract more into my life. Yes. I'm going to take it a step further. Because if we stay stuck in who we've been, if we don't make the shifts, even when it comes into our life, because we haven't changed, we can't, we can't actually, there's no space in our life, in who we are, in the structure of who we are, to actually allow it to come in and make a place with us. Mm-hmm because it doesn't actually fit. So no. even, so if we haven't dealt with the pressure that is required for this new thing to make its home in our life, if we haven't changed, it's going to go away. Yes. There's no chance for us to keep it, even if we have it temporarily. I, yes. Wow, 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 wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we can like just sit and meditate on that for five minutes or more. Mm-hmm. Um, but while we kind of do that in the background of our minds, let me, let me share a little bit, this idea of perturbation because it's about this. And you, you know, one of the kind of, uh, a, a phrase that I hear being used more and more frequently these days is, and I'm even using it partly in the introduction for conversations with Sheila. It's this idea of a of a safe place, of a of a container, right? And the idea of a container is the so we're putting the idea of a container and pressure together, mm-hmm. right? So you and so this our life is a container. Who we are, our energy is in essence a container. It's a boundary. It's you know, however you want to c- kind of consider that. And we have um, certain kinds of thought patterns, behavior patterns, all kinds of different habits, belief structures. Um, we have energy in all kinds of different forms that, that uh, compose our life. Then when something new comes in, whatever that is if it's a what we would call a positive energy or a negative energy whatever the experience or the resource is or whatever the challenge is and by the way that's another thought that you you brought up and the idea of testing being tested that's how we know what our strengths are is that we require the tests to know where we're strong and where we're weak and being tested isn't a bad thing it's just an awareness tool Mm-hmm. And there, and it's a way that we know we're strong when we didn't realize we even were. Yes. In the meantime, yes. In the meantime, a situation comes in, and all of a sudden we've added pressure to the system, mm-hmm. which is our life, the structure, which is our life, the container. And now the question is. Are the contents of the container 
going to shift and accommodate the pressure or is the container going to break and the contents are, are going to get lost because they are not contained within the structure. Mm. Mm -hmm. So this is how the, the, the illustration that was shared with me when it was, was first shared with me is the idea of a tree fallen in the forest and the question is, is it going to decompose because there's no container at all? There's not enough structure to hold it. Or is there going to be a structure that holds it plus pressure? And now given those circumstances and time, and it's an illustration, folks, you know, so forgive, forgive the details, but use it doesn't take it for what it is. It's an illustration over time that tree the molecular at a molecular level changes its structure changes it becomes coal if that pressure and those circumstances continue mm. or increase it continues to shift it has to shift and it's when this happens so we go from having a tree that either decomposes into mold <laughs> or it becomes a diamond. It's the same raw material, but the circumstances around it and how it is, how it is processed gives us completely different results. Mm. And what I kind of feel like in my life is that I have shifted from being the, <laughs> the one that just kind of falls apart, you know, I, I won't be so bold as to say I'm diamonds yet, but I, but now at least I'm like, okay, okay, I don't like this, but by God, there have got to be some diamonds in my life and in my future somewhere, and I'm going to do what I can. Yes. Every time I can mm. to accept what I, I have to live through anyway. Mm -hmm. Just like you said, John, I'm going to live through it. The question is, what are the results going to be? Mm. In the last episode, you mentioned self-compassion. And I mm -hmm. think it's really important for us to know that if we are going through something hard and we do fall apart, we fell apart. We have self-compassion on ourselves. If we you know, weren't able to really handle it and we buckle, then we buckled. And we have self-compassion because then we get back up and we continue the process of the of being pressured. And there's so much expectation and so much, we're so hard on ourselves and there's no need to. We're already on the way to becoming a diamond. Why be hard on ourselves on top of the pressure that's already happening? It just doesn't need to happen. And so self-forgiveness, like you mentioned, self-compassion, self-love self-patience Ooh, that's a hard one self-patient being patient with ourselves that is really important because this is a marathon not a sprint we're not going to, to build diamonds from a short amount of pressure this is at the end of our lives we can have a, a huge diamond to show for it but that's because we've endured the entire time throughout our life and that requires for us to have patience on ourselves. Absolutely. 
Absolutely. And John, what if the goal, what if the diamond is actually that itself? Mm. The self-love. Yep. The love, not, not the worldly, not the worldly possessions or successes. And I would strongly encourage that. And, and I'm so glad that you reflected back on that, John, because, because I would have fallen short if that didn't get focus, brought into focus, that that, I do believe, is the goal. Mm-hmm. It's, not, it's not the worldly perfection, the way no. that we see it in our society. No. It's how much love do I have the capacity to hold? Yeah. And that's really what people admire. At the end of the day, people do not admire you if you have a ton of money, but you can't stand certain things and you're a prima donna. People do not care how much you've done. It's all about who we are. The most admired people are like the people like Mother Teresa. The most admired people are the people who are able to show that they've the, the diamond is on the inside. And they've gone through so much. And the people that are able to be courageous, be vulnerable, show the world what it is to have compassion, that is what people really admire. There's short-term admiring uh, admiration for our things, sure. But do you really want to be around people who are like that for very long? Not at all egocentric the values are in the wrong place but the people who are so solid on the inside that they shine so brightly those are the people that we're attracted to that we want to spend all our time with that we can't get enough of them that's the people that we're building we're growing ourselves to be as we go through the pressure that's beautiful like a diamond right mm-hmm so I feel like I, that's that's a good place for us to wrap up, John. But I feel like, and I actually think we're going to come back to this this particular issue. I'm sure with this idea more than once. Um, but you you shared a little bit about a, a story that you're aware of in in your life, and and I'd like to, to expand on that and this idea of love because that actually was one of the recent pressures that I have faced. Mm. That's where, where I have found myself is who am I? Who am I showing up as in relationship? Mm. Where is my love really? Am, am I going to choose to be stuck in my pain? Or am I going to choose to shift and see the people around me and, and relationships around me differently. Mm. Am I going to stay focused on myself and that victimhood thing, right? Or am I going to say, even if this relationship doesn't go in the direction that I would like to see it go, mm-hmm. do I have the capacity to be big enough, strong enough? to say, I want what's whatever is best. And I want the most important thing is not for me to get what I would like to have in mm-hmm. my ego, but it is for me to have the capacity 
in in future situations to show up stronger so that I can give more and need less. Mm. Ooh, that and I last have a part. bigger heart. Yes. Yes. And bigger heart towards others and towards ourselves. You said to give more and need less. And what I think is so interesting, and I'll speak about this in my own experience. I was in a relationship that I treasured deeply and I lost that relationship. And I had to go through a period of mourning slash recovery slash healing. But what I didn't realize was that after I was done healing, I'm basically at ground zero. I'm not at a healthy place where, let's say, for example, I was before, after that relationship, I was at minus 10 of my healthiness scale. Once I'm done healing, I'm only back at zero. I'm not at plus five or plus 10 where I really need to be whole so that I can then enter into something that is really healthy. If I, end, if I, if I encounter something when I'm at five, what happens to me, I know, is that my neediness goes way up. I am not at a place where I'm healthy, that I've worked on myself, that I know my worth, and that I am attracting the right energy. When I'm at a five, I, if I somehow, I, I chase after things, I try to hang on to things that aren't supposed to be mine. I try to, and I'm, I'm a very needy person. I need the validation. I need the affirmation or the support or, or all of these things. And then the dynamics of it doesn't work either. And I find that when I'm no longer in a place of need and I'm in a place of giving and my heart is really big, that is when I'm at, let's say, positive 10. Because when I'm at positive 10 and I meet somebody else who's also a positive 10, then we can go to positive 20 together. Yes. But if I meet a positive 10 and I'm a positive five, then that's not necessarily going to work. Or, you know, I meet another five, let's say, and we're both just not healthy. So I think what I'm trying to say is that sometimes I think that just after I'm done healing, that's sufficient. Mm-hmm. It's a great place to be. We should celebrate that place. Mm-hmm. We should be so happy to be in that place. But let's also surround ourselves with people who can elevate us to a positive, let's say, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 space. Because when we're not there yet, there is still the tendency of codependent. Oh, there's still the possibility yeah. of over, over, you know, nervous attachment or anxious attachment or, or whatnot, because we're not really at that place yet and so it's almost kind of like healing was only half the journey and getting to a place of wholeness is another half of the journey because we're patient so that we can attract something that could be in our life for a really long time and that's what i'm doing for myself right now i am being patient i'm working on myself i am chasing after the future me and i'm not chasing after anybody else and if somebody comes into my life that can run as fast as i can run then we'll, we'll talk. If somebody comes in my life that wants to grow as much as I want to grow, it's a glutton for punishment when it comes to uh, the pressure in the same way that I am, then let's talk business. But before that, I rob myself of potentially being in that better situation because I am, I'm, trying, I'm still trying to hang on. I'm trying to, to grasp for things that are, are not necessarily, they're amazing, they're good, I want them but they're not necessarily what the right fit is. 
Yeah. So that's a lot. Again, a lot, John. All of it is so good. So good. Um, and finding the balance and taking the responsibility for our own well-being, I think, is is part of the huge part of it. Is mm. that aspect of just again, I can I can I go through this pressure? Is now a good time for me to go through this pressure? Mm. Am I or am I being? Am I being masochist? Am I am I putting myself in a situation that I'm actually not really ready for? Because, oh, is pride a part of it? Mm. You know, or or is it you know how much self care and yeah, and continuing to find that that balance, um, which all of us have to do for ourselves. Yes, that. Even that is pressure, John. Mm. Other people's expectations or projections or advice or suggestions or sales pitches or whatever about who we could be if we would just do X, Y, or Z. Mm -hmm. You know what? Would you please just back off and let me be me? <laughs> so mm -hmm. I think we have every do we have anything else that we want to add to this thought today, John? I think that um my my brain is like <laughs> feeling a little bit of pressure, right? Sure. Now. Well, I mean, like what I would like to say to our listeners is this is a space that is meant to be a container. So yes. please reach out to Sheila um, or myself, but mostly to Sheila, reach out and have these conversations with her because not only do we need to work on ourselves on the inside, but as we also are doing that and we're surrounding ourselves with the right people on the outside, we can really set ourselves up for success. And these conversations are meant to be an extension of our lives. They're meant to be conversations that are uh, carried with others and that the conversations are meant to be carried further. So we only were able to discuss what we discussed today, but if somebody else was in the picture, there would be a whole other thing that would be discussed. And I welcome you to reach out so that you can have these conversations and build your community um, or enjoy the community that Sheila is building so that you can be in a container that you can safely process what you're going through and heal in community with others because we were not made to be alone. Amen to that. Thank you so much, John. As always, great to be here with you. Thank you. Thank you, friends, for stopping by and sharing today's conversation. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please leave some comments about what you enjoyed about it and what kinds of conversations you're looking forward to sharing with us or having us share with you in the future. Also, be sure to stop by John's podcast, Perspective Maintenance, 
Also, if you'll hop on to www.conversationswithsheila.com, you can also find a copy of my book, Kaleidoscope Life, No Longer Afraid of the Dark, Poetry, Art, and Journaling for Self-Reflection and Discovery. It's uh, a collection of 50 of the poems that I've written in the last um, year and a half as well as journal prompts and some of my story and uh, some coloring opportunities for like meditation and for just mindfulness. So I hope that you will um, avail yourselves of some of those resources that are available. And if you would, please not only give us a great rating on your favorite podcast platform, and review the podcast, but share with your friends. That is the, the most uh, supportive, kind, encouraging thing that you could possibly do. Share it on your social media platforms. And um, we would love to spread the community, develop the community and spread the love and extend the conversations. Also, um, you can, through those links, uh, through the internet links, you can also get to the Facebook groups and the, our Instagram channels in all of those ways. We look forward to continuing the conversation. Namaste. Namaste.